0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Hey, y'all. Seven Runs in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence got their first win across the pond. It is I, Rob a.k.a. the cameraman who accidentally recorded Russell Wilson's weird fake two-minute drill prior to Sunday Night Football. That guy's a weirdo. And with me, as always, is AJ. Oklahoma Trays are taking over the NFL. Marchese. More on that later. That's all I got to say to that. Today, we're breaking down the best and worst rookies from week six in the NFL.
0: Let's do it. Going out to Vegas. Gonna set my draft. Gonna set my draft on fire seven 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 rounds in heaven with my lady driving out to Vegas baby looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau who's gonna Who's going to wage your future picks away? Hey, who's going to reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song.
1: We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. Speaking of favorite teams... The NBA season is underway, and as we record, AJ is mentally preparing the first Spotify Green Room of the Year covering the Orlando Magic's regular season. And you're asking, what's Spotify Green Room? Well, it's the live audio only sports talk platform where people like AJ can go live and you'll be alerted for that good, good, sweet old Jalen
2: Suggs Magic Talk. AJ!
1: Thoughts on the magic heading into tonight.
2: Yeah, if Suggs doesn't have a triple double tonight, uh, I'm gonna be pretty pretty heartbroken. My follow up question, AJ, is: Will anybody be attending Jonathan Isaac's
1: sermon this year? Uh, the DeVos family, and that's probably it. But you'll be the one to let us know via Spotify Green Room because you'll be attending because you will, you never miss a Jonathan Isaac sermon <laughs> because you like to share your own experiences on the app. As the magic expert of Orlando. Um, and if you'd like to hear these expert takes from AJ and all other kinds of people. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app for free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group. And be alerted when Spotify Green Room rooms go live. Alright. Let's get into it. Week 6 in the NFL. Uh, we had bye weeks. The first week of bye weeks. Which, uh... Took away two rookie quarterbacks from us. No
2: Zach Wilson, no Trey Lance this week. Kind of nice though, right? I I think it is. <laughs> I'm
0: kind of happy we're not because double it's Zach Wilson.
2: Work. Yeah, yeah. Hello.
1: Um, our our first uh, our first rookie quarterback performance of the week came uh, Sunday morning when Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars took on the Miami Dolphins at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium across the pond, and Trevor and Urban Meyer. Got their first W of the year. um, Thanks to some poor clock management from Brian Flores. Uh, The Jags won 23-20. Lawrence threw for 319 to score. I thought he looked quite good. I think it was his best Um, game of the year. Yeah, it it was definitely his most consistent. Um, They ran the ball really well, too. I thought the offensive line played quite well, too. Yeah, they just got to give it to James Robinson.
2: Like The last two weeks, they kind of figured it it out,
1: finally. And like Marvin Jones had a really nice game and Jamal Agnew provides a spark for that offense. So I think we'll continue to see him play a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll let you run point on this because I'm going to be doing Mac and our good friend Davis Mills. But uh, I did want to mention a couple things quick before I hand it over to you. Um, I thought he looked really strong under pressure and he was delivering strikes and he he consistently attacks downfield, which Mm -hmm. I feel like is something you missed with some of the other quarterbacks. Um, and, and the pressure doesn't ever seem to really fluster him. He extends plays really well. Uh, in, in some highlight plays I wrote down, uh, the touchdown of Marvin Jones, yeah. really kind of perfect backside shoulder high placement where the DB couldn't make a play. Yeah, no eye, uh, that, baby.
2: Got his first start. And he just put a laser over top of him. Yeah.
1: And that came off a play-action play, play action pass out of the gun, which had some pressure up the middle, and he just stood strong. Um, start of the second half, there's pressure coming from Van Ginkle, and he ripped a perfect ball to Agnew. Uh, which was also back shoulder um, away from the corner, but underneath the safety. I thought that was a really beautiful throw. Uh, and then the third and nine on the game tying drive, uh, another perfect back shoulder ball to Marvin Jones. He was just, which you, I remember when like a while ago, you talked about how the, the back shoulder was always his bread and butter
2: at Clemson. We were seeing that a lot in this game. I thought you highlighted the three throws. That I wanted to highlight funny enough. And going back to the Agnew, that was just nasty. Like Agnew down the seam, like you said, over the one corner and between, like in front of and between two more safeties, it was like just just the balls to make that throw with the trust in your arm, the trust in your elite playmaker and Jamal Agnew, one of the highest paid players in the in, on the team. Um, that was just a silly throw. That was an amazing throw. I definitely think it was his best performance of the year. Go ahead. I think I was just gonna say I think collectively Trevor Lawrence has
1: made. If you were to cut the ten best rookie. Th- Roses this year mm-hmm.
2: like trevor lawrence has made like six of them and like uh, fields might have might make up the other four to be honest even though he isn't i don't know like mac mac jones i mean you'll get to mac later da- davis mills actually yeah david okay davis got one no you're totally right like like uh, but it yeah anyway
1: yeah no I great great performance mm-hmm. um it was he he's clearly early in the season we saw a lot of kind of forced throws, and obviously I think he's thrown eight interceptions so far. Um, this game was a lot more clean, and there was a lot, although he continued to be aggressive attacking downfield, there's a lot less balls
2: thrown into conflict. Yeah, you know what I think it is? I think it's they finally figured out the running game. Uh, Urban's got his head of his ass, and they're running more play-action, his uh, fingers are out of his butt. His fur butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> it made me laugh. It's okay. Um, <laughs> exactly, though. And and they're just figuring – not fingering, but figuring it out a bit. Um, and and uh, he's becoming more comfortable. And I think you kind of touched upon it that, like, just his fuel for pressure, I think, has been so impressive, uh, more so than any other quarterback. It feels like every snap uh, that he's getting pressure, he's just – you know, th- those subtle little moves in the pocket to – to make, you know, a little glancing step up or, or you know, just even the shoulder shimmy kind of creating space in the pocket for himself, uh, sometimes getting out of the pocket, and then the ability that we know with his arm outside the pocket and making those throws. Um, no, I think he's been really impressive. And if, this, think... if this team wasn't such a shit show, um, I think he would have looked better from the start
1: too. I was about to say of all the rookie quarterbacks – through 6 weeks. Um he's like I despite the up and down play and the like you said the shit show around him. I I, I have full faith he's going to pan out and be the guy everyone thought he was going to be. Like cuz even when he hasn't played his best, the, the those moments have been there. Mm-hmm. No, and like totally. it's just so clear, especially like some of the throws he makes when he's on the move out of structure and just the way he can square himself up He's just so mechanically, like, perfect. I don't know. It's He's still, like, even when
2: he's playing poorly, he's been really, really fun to watch. Totally. And you know what, though? I noticed again, I don't know if you remember, but I pointed this out last week, where it feels like he's missing those outside throws, like, just off receiver's fingertips. And I think this came back a little bit against Miami. And it's like, if he, they always, they always feel like, you know, a chain mover or, like, one where if he plays it better, it'd be a touchdown. I feel like if he can just clean that one more thing up, uh, going forward, and they keep on this this train. Um, yeah, I think I think he's going to put a really nice season together. I totally agree with that he's been. I think he's been the most impressive of the bunch.
1: A hundred percent. I'm 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 hopeful that continues. um Like just these types of games, they go into their bye week this week, so we won't have him next week. Um, and speaking of bye weeks, no Zach Wilson, no Trey Lance this week but you got to watch Justin Fields. That was that. I, I've been hogging the Justin Fields games. Was that your first time watching? Uh, I think it
2: was. Yeah. Yeah. Or might've so, got the one where he played a couple snaps, but, but not the yeah. one.
1: Yeah. So they, they obviously lose to the Packers. Um, but he threw for one seventy four, a score, a pick six carries for 43 yards. So what'd you
2: think? <laughs> I like how he's like, it's like, he's your baby. And you go like, it's just, what do you, what do you think about it? Uh, I thought Fields was good, not great. Uh, I still agree with you that it's like everything around him still limiting him. Um, they they got him to a rhythm sometimes, you know, like the like second play, you know, just play action, easy dump off to the tight end for easy yards. I think they got to do more of that stuff. Um, so I think this was all the first drive, a second down. He just a nice rip to Mooney on the sideline. Uh, maybe his best throw of the, of the day came there, where he um, lofted it just over the corner into the into the honey hole there for a first down to to a Rob. That was a great throw. Um, fumbled the snap earlier in that drive, but uh, I think it was on the center more than it was on him. Uh, got pass interference in the end zone after that, that honey hole shot. So they put together a nice drive there. I'll talk about Khalil Herbert later, who, who played a great game. Um, the pick, can't blame him for it. It was it, it came on what he thought was a free play. Um, he just chucked it deep, like deep into the back of the end zone. Uh, the, the Packer, I forget who it was, made, made the pick. Then the flag never came out, and I think it was the wrong call by the Ravs. Hard to blame Fields for that, but I guess he's got to have his eye on the flag. I don't know. Funny enough, uh, nearly threw an interception on like, an almost identical play, except no free play scenario this time. But again, uh, I don't know, from 30 yards out, just <laughs> chucked it into the corner of the end zone. But this time, like Adrian Amos just kind of came out of nowhere, uh, caught it, ruled him out of bounds. I don't know if he was though. Call stood luck- luckily for for Justin Fields, but those were kind of two strange plays on his uh, in his game. Um, the worst play I think he made though, he took a really 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 bad sack to create like a fourth and forever at the end of the game, basically ended the game uh, virtually. But on a whole, uh, I think he looks impressive. I, I I don't know if like the the big time throws are there, but he still like has I think his ad- average depth of the target was like uh, eleven or twelve yards, so he still pushing the ball down the field more than a lot of these rookies are. Um I still want to fire Matt Nagy and get a real coach in there for him, but like imagine what like Brian Dable could do with Justin Fields. I think that would be so much yeah. fun. Um like just watching what he's done with with Josh Allen. Like ridiculous. Um again, I think that's what it comes down to. But you're seeing the glimpses. Uh I'm not worried in the least about Justin Fields. He he just feels like again, I haven't gotten to see him too too much. To me he feels like an NFL quarterback. Uh, regardless of the rookie mistakes I, I think he's i think he's legit
1: my, so my, my main takeaway
2: um just again
1: just from the box score that makes me want to ask you is 6 carries for 43 yards he he wasn't doing much as a runner in the games i had been watching were these designed was this more more
2: scrambly again yeah yeah um i think, we're, uh, I think I, they I, had like one I, or two were designed but mostly scrambles okay off the top of the dome there um all right yeah, no, I know. I, I like to see them incorporate that more again, but the the traditional running game was working for them this week. I mean, again, more on Herbert later. That wasn't really an issue. Uh, I don't know. The Bears just kind of suck, I think, it's the issue.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Okay, moving to Mac Jones, who threw for 229, two scores, a pick, in uh, OT lost to the Cowboys. It was a more aggressive week from uh, mm-hmm. Mac Jones. I think he pushed the ball down the field more in this game than he had in the other five games combined this year. Um, a lot of it came in the first half, really nothing in the second half. So in the first half he had a play action uh, out of the gun, 15 yard throw to uh, Brandon Bolton on like a seam shot straight at the backfield. Pretty good ball. Uh, he had a 20 yard play action seam throw to Hunter Henry that he put high between the corner and the safety that went for a touchdown. Um, it was a really nice play by Hunter Henry. Uh, but but a g- good placement for Mac Jones, uh, and then out of the gun off his back foot, he floated it about thirty five yards through the air into N- Nelson Aguilar's bread basket. So those were kind of his three big plays of the first half. Um, the offensive line did, I-, I thought, a very good job. Um, they ran the ball pretty well too, uh, and then they really. Uh, so that was all in the first half. They they took a lead in the halftime. They really didn't ask him to do much in the second half, uh, until the Cowboys started to come back. Uh, obviously, there was the pick six to Trevon Diggs, um, that that you can't blame Mac like that went off uh, his receiver's hands. So kind of throw that pick out the window. Uh, but the impressive thing is that he went right back at Diggs, and he hit Kendrick Bourne um, on and up out of the gun uh, that he put perfectly timing time time ball and placed ball to put it where born could climb the ladder and KZ couldn't get there and uh well born had a step on digs. so that, i thought that was a really awesome throw um then in o- overtime uh they got the ball and he hit Angler with space to run on like a quick ball and it looked like had Aguilar caught it naturally he dropped it <laughs> uh how he caught it he would have like, at least picked up the yardage to set up a field goal, I think. Um, what Like, he dropped it. Uh, Matt came right back and hit Jacoby Myers in traffic. That was a pretty good throw. Then third and three, he went back shoulder to Aguilar. And they just didn't really seem to be on the same page. Um, Aguilar didn't really seem to be looking for the ball. Uh, and, and then they ended up punting. And uh, the Cowboys, uh, CD Land, put it to bed. Um, so overall, I thought there's there very few f- conflict throws. He doesn't take very many risks which can be good and bad mm. but because of the play calling there was more opportunity to go downfield in this game with the play action like all, he looks his best on pl- play action throws and plays out of the gun. There was still a lot of layups like slants RPOs screens dumps to the RB, RBs um, but they mixed in more intermediate shots which I thought was nice and a lot of it is seam shots. Yeah. Uh, he had a strip he was strip sacked where he just didn't really feel the pressure at all and he just doesn't really move around very much, mm-hmm. and he need, he needs to do a better job, I think, understanding and recognizing down and distance, and at least trying to extend plays and feel pressure. Uh, just because he he's a very much a statue in the pocket.
2: Yeah, I've noticed games where like he do an okay job at that. And other games, uh, like this one where he's just like not even trying to make guys miss. Like
0: I forget, he, I think it was week yeah. two where
2: he had the one where he tried to like put like a little shimmy on a guy. <laughs> it just didn't work, and he got completely blown up. And that he, that Gregory sack, he just fucking leveled him.
1: It was a, it was the last time I did a Mac game. He had two or three nice little pl- plays um, out a structure, mm-hmm. but yeah, this this week just none at all. Um, but it, it was a lot of what we've seen from him. He's he's not dynamic, but he's he's consistent. Like they can, if they're gonna be a ball control offense that plays good defense, they can they can make that work with Mac Jones. Yeah. Um, I just really worry that the ceiling isn't very high at all.
2: Hey, early Tom Brady—that's all they were. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah, the the game hasn't changed though. So so. <laughs> Mac will get some new talk. Tuc- he'll get some new talk tuc- real going from when they make the playoffs this year.
1: Now to move to a more dynamic quarterback,
2: uh, <laughs> I also have Davis Mills who took on the
1: Colts this week. Uh, Davis Mills continues to either be amazing or horrible. And, and, he just, and So next week, he's going to be amazing. Oh, okay. This is a bad one. All right. <laughs> so you're going to want to do the Texans games next week because you don't want me getting to have all the fun with Mills Mafia. Uh, how do he look this week? Uh, so through for 243, two picks in the loss to the Colts. Um, they, it, it felt like they were trying not to put too much on his plate. Like, they caught a lot of screens that just went for absolutely no gain. Like, the, the Colts <laughs> DBs were just hammering everything in front of them. Uh there was a lot of throws that were kind of the first read throw it no matter what. Um he short armed a, a deep ball to Cooks that would have been a touchdown. Um so that kind of sucked. On the Texans lone scoring drive he tried to throw an out and they were like this 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 pass was like at the the Colts five like to the Colts five and Kari Willis was just undercut it and should have had a pick. Like, maybe a pick six had he caught it and been faster than I know Kari Willis is. So, their only scoring drive, it should have been a turnover. Um, His first interception, he just threw it directly at Darius Leonard over the middle. And that was to kick off the second half. Uh, The second INT was their second to last drive where he actually, he had Cooks on it with a one-on-one on on Isaiah Rogers. And he just didn't lay it out far enough in front of of Cooks. and, And Rogers leaped, picked it. It was a nice play. Um... But he did continue, he does this, he's oddly good on the move. Yeah, he is. So he scr- He scrambled out of pressure on a third and five and ripped one over the middle to Nico Collins, more on him later, that he looked really good on. He, lo- he looked good when they were calling play action rollouts and he hit a tight end on a crosser. that was pretty nice. I, I just think he does a good job avoiding pressure and throwing off platform at times. It's strange. And, and this was the same thing last week, all his highlight throws, he's on the move and make, making plays. There's, I don't know. He's got a little something to him. Like, I don't think he's good, but like, he's got the stuff. I think he's shown enough that you believe he can be a backup that can start two or three games a year. If you need it. Um, they also just have so few playmakers like, uh, like Brandon cooks is actually dynamic, but you know, I've always thought that, uh, and Nico Collins is kind of coming into his own. Um, that's huge. He was a big, big play guy on third downs for them. Uh, but, yeah, outside of that, like, I don't know. they 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 the running backs are not good. <laughs> they have uh, so many Pro Bowls, though. The offensive line didn't play that terribly, though, uh, even without Laramie Tunsil. The tight ends are just, like, kind of a non-factor, but... I don't know. Given the circumstances, like, good for Davis Mills is still what I... Like, even though he didn't play very well and they lost... Like, good for Davis Mills.
2: Yeah, like, like, for a guy who didn't play a lot of college ball and is on one of the worst rosters, if not the worst roster in the league. Good for him. Like, it's hard. It's hard to shit on him, you know? Exactly. Like, he, and he's, like, not unfun. Like, I said, when know. he's... A,
1: like, he makes a couple throws a game where you're, like... I can, I can see why... He was a five-star, baby. like him. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Why, why he was the number one quarterback. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um. I, I... It doesn't sound like we'll see Trey Lance this week, so... And and uh, again, no Trevor Lawrence. So only uh, only a couple quarterbacks once again next week. Um, rookie of the week. I had a tough time with both. I didn't have any like dominant dominant performance on either side of the ball. I Agree with you. Um, who'd you end up picking for offense? Uh, I gave it to Jalen Waddle. And I... okay, so that that's that's what I I did too. Um, and I figured you would as well. And. and it wasn't, like, an amazing, amazing game. I agree. 13 targets, 10 catches, 70 yards, both score, both uh, the Dolphins' um, touchdowns against the Jags. But, like, it was a nice little bounce-back game yeah. for
2: him. Yeah, and I had him um, underwhelming, I think, last week. or Yeah. Might have even had him worse. So, like, I just I wanted to give him some credit because it was a nice bounce-back. And to me, you know what I really just felt like is that they're finally figuring out how to use him. And, like you said, 13 targets. uh, I think Tua being back was just huge for Waddle. Um, also, they traded uh, Jakeem Grant. So Waddle's the kick returner now, so I like just giving him more opportunities. And, and 65% of his snaps were out of the slot. And it was kind of immediately. I think the first like three plays of the game he was involved on, one of them was a false start, unfortunately. But other than that... That like really nice like just first down mover in traffic. Um, another third. Yeah,
1: the, the one the one uh, like kind of where him and Albert Wilson were almost in the same spot, and he just attacked the ball and picked up the first down. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Then like yeah that just third and... down quick out third and three uh, mover. Yeah. Uh, and then the slant for the touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Where it was just good design and you know no well, no one's gonna catch him off the line of scrimmage like that. They they
1: they're they're doing a good job kind of manufacturing him touches. The other the other touchdown came on a kind of a. Um, Line him up in up the backfield, yeah. Yeah, and and just out of the backfield into the flats. Yep. Uh, Smart. They're finally the using him smartly. Well, I'm glad they're getting him touches, but it does kind of suck because... And this is not his fault. It does kind of suck because we know how dynamic he can be as a downfield guy, but their offense just doesn't mm-hmm. seem to take advantage of that at all. There was a lot of tight ends downfield this week.
0: <laughs> they're wide um,
1: open to, take, to give him some credit, but yeah, it is. Yeah, more on that later. Um, but... Like, so, but, it, but it, again, it was nice. Like, we saw Waddle pick up a few key first downs. Um, we saw his quickness being a mismatch out of the slot, uh, to break open on, yeah. on quick routes. Um, but now I hope the next step is we get him a couple more downfield shots. Not again, not his fault. He's not getting them. Um, but you're right about that. That opening Dolphins drive I thought was like the best drive I've seen to have this, like, in his career. Uh, and Waddle was a huge, huge part of that.
2: You know what? I'll, I'll, one more play to highlight that that thrower to it was almost like the the first first down mover where like he just had that really sick catching traffic where Tua just like absolutely ripped it in there. I thought that was a really impressive mm-hmm. play overall. And yeah, no, um, I agree. I didn't have a real standout on offense or on defense. So if we're ready to move on, I'll jump to defense where yeah. I'm gonna give it to a guy that was on a team with a bad defensive performance, but i thought he was really good and it's patrick Sertan of the broncos uh, he got targeted a lot six targets at him only allowed three catches for 27 yards uh had a pbu uh the rest of the defense was pretty shit like so i just again i didn't have like anyone superstar-y so like i thought like for him he looked like the best player on that broncos defense so a rookie standing out like that on a defense that was supposed to be really good in a shitty game i thought he was really impressive. played the run pretty well um no superstar this week. So I, I thought Sertan just rock solid back there uh, when the rest of the, the secondary was pretty shit. Uh,
1: the, it's funny because I, I ended up going with a corner as well um, on a defense that played that played well. But uh, a, a guy who we've been kind of up and down or more down than up on him, uh, I thought Robert Rochelle had a really solid game for the Rams. Uh, got his first career interception as well. Um, early on, he was getting housed by Kadarius Tony, But then Tony got hurt, and Robert Rochelle like, came into his own and, and looked good for the rest of the game. And the Rams defense as a whole had, I think, their best game of the season. Um, he ended up playing 95% of the snaps. And he's a guy who I just didn't think was going to have much of an impact mm-hmm. when the Rams took him. Uh, but now he's playing starter snaps for them. Uh, and he's, and he's playing on the outside and, uh, he just looked like he looked good mirroring. He looked, uh, like his eyes looked good. Um, um, finding the ball in face. Like, I don't know. It was just not a spectacular game, but especially cause he was getting cooked early and, and then he kind of yeah. came and found his
2: way. No, I, uh, I I figured I'd highlight him this week. Yeah. Put him needs to step up last week because he, he was kind of terrible against the Seahawks on Thursday night. But like you said, he's playing a lot of ball for them. So him, um stepping up and like even after you know they were feeding tony over him early and then uh like he said he bounced back so that's that's big for him i agree
1: mm. um so who's your worst rookie
2: yeah so this is a guy who bounced back from the preseason and uh, has just been slipping kind of since uh worst rookie might be a bit steep but kind of like best rookie i didn't have a an outlandishly bad performance so i i put Sewell. and this is really just because of expectations i put him here um like I said, I think he's gotten worse since those two first couple of games and uh like he's not an abject disaster in this week against against the Bengals or anything but like gave up uh one sack early where he just got completely out leveraged and just you know r- ridden around uh and they got they got to goff uh had a holding call that would have been another sack so he prevented another one. PFF only credited him with two pressures against, but I'm sure there were more like this one maybe not so much on him, but there was another sack that he blocked. Hendrickson like just around the pocket, and, and Goff went to escape on the other side on the on the right side, but Hendrickson closed down on him and and, and made the sack. So like you could never blame Sewell on that sack, I, but I don't know. He didn't show that like S O B attitude at all. I would like to see him finish that instead of just you know letting Hendrickson work his way around the pocket and get to Goff. Like again, not a, like in the scheme of an offensive line, you can't blame the sack on him, but I like, just like to see his. No, a bit more fire instead of just kind of riding him around and, and shoving him, um, mm-hmm. in space in the run game. I, I felt like he just wasn't finding someone to block at times. Run blocking just pretty meh overall to me. I feel like he's been below average there. Um, you see glimpses, you see glimpses, but like it's not all bad. But uh, when he's that, you know, when he was picked that high, and I loved him so much, you just expect more. Um. I'll, I'll go with uh, a duo of Chargers
1: linebackers. Um, the Canadian undrafted out of Oklahoma state, Eamon Ogbon AJ, can you say it? I
2: uh, I'm not, I'm not confident. Uh, Ogbomega, Ogb- I can't say it confidently. Either. Yeah. He,
1: him, uh, he, he ended up playing 58% of the snaps and then Nick Neiman a little bit too. Um, who actually look good on special teams, but uh <laughs> the Ravens look like just ran the ball at will over the Chargers. The Chargers put up zero fight. Um and, and uh like Lamar Lamar didn't have his best passing game, but they they just the Chargers could not stop the run, and, and these guys were issues, especially Amen. He he was just getting he's one, he's slow, two, he couldn't get off blocks. He was just getting blown up throughout the game, and he's again, he's playing a ton. A ton. They uh, talked
2: him up a lot during the preseason in camp. Um, well, that's, I mean, respect. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you.
1: He looked bad.
2: Yeah, at least we're gonna get a couple Canadians mentioned on the show today. I, I like that. Yeah, it's true. Primetime star. Uh, from an Oklahoma State to Oklahoma. How about the duo of the rookie
1: them. cornerback
2: Trays? Uh, has to be them. Come on, who else is going to be? I actually considered putting Trey Norwood for defensive rookie of the week. I know
1: you would. He only played fifteen snaps, so I was like, "Nah, that's like kind of bullshit." But his his snaps are so impactful. Yeah, well, he had the PBU, yeah. he had the TFL, he looked great, and it's it's fun because he's he's like carved out the role of the Swiss Army knife DB for that Steelers defense. Uh, that kind of Cam Sutton used to play mm-hmm. before he became the starting outside corner, and Norwood Norwood. A pick I didn't love, not that it was a big deal because it was late, um, but he's been exactly what they need uh, in terms of depth, and he's just been so impactful when he's on the field.
2: Yeah, so flipping to Brown, uh, he just came back from injury, uh, been banged up, finally got on the field because of Sidney Jones going down, uh, ended up playing 53% of the snaps this week, looked good too. Uh, didn't yeah. Didn't really see him giving up much of anything, and the big highlight was that third down tackle where he came off his man, uh, Ray Ray looked like he was going to have the first down easy, and he just shot down and blew him up uh, to keep him short on the on the uh, first down. I so thought that was a big-time play. So it's so different now because I think, I think going forward, uh, you got to give Brown the luck. I mean, the team fucking sucks. The season yeah. looks lost. Give Trey Brown the luck. Get Stone Forsyth in yeah. there too because it's not like Dwayne Brown's having a kind of rough year too since the first couple of weeks. But anyways, um, yeah, get, get Brown in there. And with Reed and Brown opposite of each other, it's such a weird um, – Change of pace from the old Seahawks that had these monster corners, but these guys are balling, and I think Reed is balling and Brown. You got to give him the chance. Um, I'm gonna stay
1: with that game and go with the combo of Kendrick Green and Pat Friermuth. Uh I thought this was Kendrick Green's best game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, the Steelers used Friermuth, yep who who had seven targets, which was like more than the whole season combined almost. Uh, Caught all seven for for 58 yards. Looked good blocking. I I think those those two um, both had their most important games of the year. And I thought the Steelers' offensive line as a whole played pretty well throughout that game. Uh, Dan Moore did get hurt the rookie tackle. Um, But... Yeah, I, I I don't know. Like it, it, feels like maybe the they're Well, one, Friar Moots gonna. He's been good when used. He just hasn't been used. I don't care. I think it. he's gonna become. I I think he's definitely gonna become, especially with Juju hurt, and mm-hmm. I think that's why he became that kind of the underneath guy, uh, with, uh, Claypool and Deontay Johnson being more big play guys. Um, I, I think he'll, he'll 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 really become the Heath Miller I want him to be. Uh, and then yeah no it was just nice to see Kendrick Green holding up in pass protection and getting a push in the run game throughout the game.
2: Yeah I think I think with Farm Youth totally uh, I agree. The only thing like I will say there was a couple not great run blocking reps but other than that uh, no I agree and I don't know why I mean I guess you might might have said it because Juju being around and now he's gone but he tell totally should just be that security blanket for for Ben.
1: Yeah I'm um, I'm really hoping because. Obviously Clay, Claypool is the, the big big play guy. Deontay Johnson's more of like he can be the big play guy, but he's the the more intermediate, quick route mm-hmm. um, guy. And for Army to choose sit down in the zone and pick up seven yards when you need it.
2: Yep. No, I totally agree. Uh underwhelming performance. I'm sticking to the same game. So you've been hogging Justin Fields because you're Ohio State guy, and you've been obviously been watching all the Steelers game. I get my first look at Najee Harris. And I kind of just wanted to echo what you said. Yeah, he had 127 yards combined, uh, but I don't know. He didn't look too impressive to me, so I just wanted. It's not to... that like
1: he just he a lot like the yardage is his usage is big exactly, but he's not making big
2: splash plays. I think he had two runs of 15 or more, which okay, um, but it was again it was just kind of easy yardage. Um, Pff, one force missed tackle. Um, yeah. That's he not...
1: hasn't been breaking tackles.
2: Yeah, and I remember the play where um Bobby Wagner was in coverage of him. Uh luckily he had space and Bobby just closed down on him easy. It yeah. was a great play by, by Wagner, but you're rookie running but back. Like, you gotta you gotta and, make uh, old man Bobby miss, right? And,
1: the, <laughs> and that's been happening throughout the year, yeah. especially like you you can chalk up some of the um the, the lack of yeah, the, forced missed tackles in the run game to the offensive line. Yeah. But really the, what, what's been, I think, the issue is when he's got the ball as a pass catcher in space, he is not at all consistently one-one-on-one.
2: Yeah, and uh, look, I was maybe the biggest Najee Harris fan uh, coming into the draft. I had a, I had a big grade on him. I was ready for him to be a superstar. And I know going to Pittsburgh, like I, I figured he would have his, his growing pains because the offensive line sucked. But They've used him so well, like the, the Steelers have used him really well in the passing game, but he has just not made the most of those opportunities. And yeah, he had a touchdown, but no, I agree. It's it's kind of what you've been saying all year, and I finally got my first look at him, and I wanted to just kind of echo your thoughts. Um, mm, yeah, because I knew we would kind of it was a little little like we knew we talked about him. I'll throw two more names out. Uh, the the Chiefs offensive lineman Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. Uh, Creed Humphrey's has been fantastic all year. Kinda of just fell back down to earth. That's kinda of why I put him here. Uh against against that tough Washington front. Um I thought Humphrey like just wasn't finding work a lot. Like he wasn't terrible by any means. And he's like I said, he's been so great, but this was a bit of of a struggle where like, he lost a couple one on one reps. Um just kind of looking a little lost at times and the Chiefs offense didn't really play well. And and Trey Smith kind of the same thing. Just um that's a tough that's a tough Washington front. So it's hard to really kill them, but um just want to say that they, they kind of slowed down a bit this week. Um, I'll go with a pair of Cowboys who we've talked about
1: a lot in Micah Parsons and Oso Digizua. Uh both struggled, I thought, against the Patriots. It was it was less of a bad game and more of they've set the expectations mm-hmm. pretty high and yeah. they didn't follow through. But yeah, like Micah Parsons played hundred percent of the snaps and wow. He was getting swallowed up at times uh, in the uh, against the run, like just not getting off blocks. And then kind of getting sucked up by the play. action. I was talking about Mac Jones attacking the seam earlier. Um, like Michael Parsons was kind of being taken out of position at times, which made those throws easier. And Osa, I thought was just getting moved a lot in the uh, run game. And like Damian Harris was like not getting touched. So he was like five yards downfield pretty consistently.
2: Yeah, I think Osa didn't play a good game because I started him in uh in fantasy this week. Fantasy, nice, nice. Uh, Michael,
1: Michael Parsons also um was playing more like like just a th- basically only true off ball linebacker in this game, uh, and he had his by far his least amount of like pass rush opportunity,
2: which seems a little silly to me. But hey, the Cowboys won. No, and and with Osa too, I thought it was gonna be like a good. A matchup like like the Pats offensive line is banged up, so I thought there would be like a good chance for Odigazuwa to show, uh, especially with like you know the America's game of the week situation. But, um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Good, good, good takes there. Um, who was who looking like a hit for you? So I mentioned him a few times, he finally got his first start this week, uh, and he was the best offensive lineman on the Minnesota Vikings. Christian Derisaw, baby, looked good. Uh, I, the first rep I kind of wanted to point out, it made my favorite one. Just a really nice, uh, in overtime where he like he was already engaged on like they tried to do like the old like inside slant where they try to take out the tackle and then they blitzed uh Hassan Reddick from the outside. Um, so he was helping on the double team on the slant and then Reddick came on the blitz and he just kind of handled the inside rusher and then when Reddick came, just took him out of the play with like a just a one arm pop and Kirk made the throw. I thought that was really impressive and then just overall, uh, I, you, we didn't see the nasty run blocking that he was known for but we saw that like gliding explosiveness he had at va and I, I thought he was just he was better in pass pro which i don't think we would have expected early but like that's almost more promising because you know the run blocking is going to come look like a big dancing bear smooth easy feet uh they credit credited with one pressure given up but i think just an extremely extremely promising start for christian derisaw and the vikings for sure
1: love to hear it you know what else you'll love to hear? What, Rob? My looks like a hit is a guy who made his NFL debut debut for the Baltimore Ravens, Rashad Bateman. Ah, uh, yeah. Though he had a drop, six targets, four catches, only twenty nine yards, but all four went for first downs. Mm-hmm. He was operating really smoothly out of the slot. Um, Lamar also missed him bad on what would have been fifteen. 20-yard gain on a, on a play across the middle, but he was just easily, like, considering it was his first game, there wasn't much rust, and he was just easily working himself open. He looked great off the line. Um, I think he's going to be a really nice compliment to Hollywood, who does so much uh, as an explosive downfield guy, where as Bateman, Bateman can win the 50-50 yeah. balls, but he just looks so smooth um, coming off the line and in, in and out of his routes. Give me just Gave me some um, Stevie Johnson vibes at times, <laughs> uh, and he ended up playing sixty five percent of the snaps. So
2: you best believe that that injury is not going to slow him down. Uh, yeah, I think I think the highlight there is four catches all went for four, for first downs because I think that's what we were hoping for from Bateman uh, in this Ravens offense. Where uh, and look, me I'm a giant Hollywood Brown fan. I thought they're going to complement each other really well, and they are working Hollywood deeper like they they finally and they're getting that going. And now, perfectly, like you just said, Bateman just being that chain mover is going to be huge for the Ravens. Big time. Um, you know, what? I'll
1: just continue uh, with my looks like a miss because it's a receiver from the same game. Uh, Josh Palmer isn't mm. that much he, uh, of anything. Eh? He and he, they give him opportunities in this game. Just one for eight. Uh, have four targets. He just him and Justin Herbert just don't seem to be on the same page. He played fifty-two percent of the snaps too. Um, and you would think, based on his skill set and what he did at Tennessee, that he would he would fit in yeah. uh, in the role that Jalen Guyton and in, in Tyron Johnson had as those deep threats to compliment uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams last year. And he just hasn't kind of taken that by the reins. Um, and yeah, I don't know. There just doesn't seem to be much chemistry between Palmer and Herbert right now and he, he just isn't really getting open or doing anything when he's on the field.
2: Yeah, it felt like he walked right into the perfect situation like you just said when they had UDFA guys uh making big plays and Palmer we know he's talented. Uh everyone from Brampton's talented, so we, we already know that. No, I totally agree though. And and you thought like like even watching this this Chargers offense this year where where Mike Williams is becoming a big time deep threat and finally coming into his own and Keenan Allen still Keenan Allen, it's like even more so of a chance for Palmer to uh be that that big play guy, and no, it it totally has been a disappointment for sure. I hope he uh, second half of the season. I hope he gets it together. Um, I don't mean to go back to the well here, Rob, but uh, it was another another rough week for Liam Eikenberg. And oh, uh, I put him for not ready to play. That's where I had him last week. Yeah. So oh no, let, let's let's talk about him. No, you're right. He's not. <laughs> so I went from not ready to to not <laughs> to the worst. Or yeah.
1: It, 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 it's, it's he's especially not ready to play left tackle. No. I could see him being on the field because of what that offensive line is as a guard right now. Yeah. So I didn't think he looked terrible in the run game. There was a couple good blocks. But he's such a work in progress in pass protection just because he, he doesn't seem to have the athleticism or the feet to mirror guys. And, I don't know, you mix that in with, like, poor... Hand placement and then mm-hmm. he's playing really high. And it just, I don't know, it's a big, big mess in the Jaguars. And it wasn't just Josh Allen, it was like Dewan Smoot was getting after him. So I, I don't know, he's definitely not ready to play left tackle. That was going to be my argument.
2: No, I, I totally agree. And the thing is, though, he's better than Austin Jackson at left tackle. So it's like, yeah, I know. He's between a rock and a hard place a little bit where he's not, that's not his right spot, but he's the best option there. And Jackson looks like way less of a liability at guard. Um, yes, yeah, so like they, the the Dolphins didn't give up a sack this week, but it's the Jags. And From PFF, uh, he was beaten by his defender on seven of his 51 pass blocking snaps, allowed six hurries, and uh, had like 13 bad snaps. Um, so yeah, my, just what I was going to hit was like, I thought he was going to be plug and play. That's why I got him as a miss. I thought like, you're going to find him in the second round, third round, you're going to come in, plug and play him, put him wherever, mm-hmm. they got him left tackle, um, probably never gonna be a Pro Bowl guy, not a huge upside guy, but I thought he'd like be an above average starter early, and he just hasn't been. And like that wouldn't have been my pick for the Dolphins, but I argued it when they when they made it. You were a little, uh, I don't know, there's better tackles or offensive linemen in general. But I'm like, okay, I can argue it because he seems like just a sure guy. The offensive line last year was a disaster. You bring him in, he could stabilize it a bit. And while he's kind of Helped Austin Jackson out a little bit, I guess. The Miami office line is still a disaster. So, no, I I totally agree.
1: Well, you know what else you'll agree with me on, AJ?
2: Symbol,
1: baby. That's right. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second... Just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. But if you do have questions, head on down to Spotify Green Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform where you can... Ask questions about sports Uh, via a free-to-download app from the iOS App Store where you can talk to all kinds of people in the sports realm. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. AJ, based on what you experienced on Sunday, who needs to step it up?
2: Uh, Quickly, can I say, imagine you got on Symbol a year and a half ago and you bought Coastal Carolina stock. You'd be in the fucking money right now, baby. That's a good point. But this guy played at a school that's won more games than Coastal Carolina by an infinite amount. Devontae Smith, I I just thought another not impressive game on Thursday night from him. Uh, Had that one really, really ugly drop on the deep sideline, that should have been a big play. And I don't know. uh, like The offense for the Eagles is not pretty right now. They're getting clapped when they run the ball, so they're pretty predictable. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I remember the one throw they had to play DB on on a third down throw, and it's like, I don't know, like, I don't think he's been bad, but they just need him. They need him. They need to figure out a it's way. Hard to,
1: to, it's hard to blame him because he's getting open at times. And just yeah, it's
2: like there. I'm not really blaming him. It's just they need him, like because uh, I don't know. Like, Sorry, you are just trying to create content. Yeah, that's all I'm doing. I don't know. Okay, yeah, no, I agree.
1: It's a good point. Nice catch over the
2: middle and some traffic for a big first down. But other than that. Uh, I'm creating content.
1: Uh, okay, I, I didn't need to create the content because I, uh, I got I got a pair of first round edge rushers who need to step it up. Uh, Quiddy Pay. Against the Texans, you would think Quiddy Pay had a chance to have his breakout game. Played 59% of the snaps. Just doesn't seem to have any idea of what he's doing on pass rushing reps. It's a lot of just explosive off the snaps, mm. slam into Jaron Christian. Do nothing. Like John Christian shouldn't be handling him. So that that was kind of scary. He had on uh, what I honestly I thought he picked it. They called it back for hitting the ground, but he dropped in a coverage on and made a ridiculous interception that just didn't get the stand. Though that was cool. Um, I also thought Jalen Phillips didn't
0: mm-hmm.
1: look very good at all against the Jaguars, and he's had a couple solid performances this year. Um, but played eighty two percent against Jacksonville and. I think my biggest concern, less than Cam Robinson locking him down in pass rush reps, was he looked really bad against the run. He kept crashing and not setting the edge or just getting blown out of place by Cam Robinson. And you mentioned earlier the Jags running game with James Robinson. There was a couple times where James Robinson easily got the edge and ripped off chunk runs. And multiple times,
2: Jalen Phillips being out of position was why. Um, on pay, the one thing, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend my guy. Looks pretty good the first two weeks, and then got got banged up with that hamstring injury. So just coming back from that, maybe he can. You know, I, I'm not saying you're an idiot for saying that he's he's not good. Um, I'm just saying maybe him just just needs to find his footing there.
1: Worth worth mentioning, um, Deo Odeingbo is uh, had his first was at practice for the
2: first time today for the Colts. That's exciting. Um, on yeah. Phillips, yeah. Every time I've done the fins, uh, he, he had he K he had one massive... I remember it was your uh, game. It
1: was like week three. Yeah. yeah. I think he was my defensive rookie of the week, and he looked fucking great. Every every game yeah, I've
2: watched, he really has not stood out. Interesting.
1: Uh, oh, I also put Javon Holland here, because I didn't think he played very well against Jacksonville. He, he had the unnecessary roughness penalty, and he had call. a handful of missed... Yeah, was it wasn't... At first, I thought they were calling him for P.I. Yeah, no, it was a bad... He, like, he had, he had that PBU uh, and then he had, like, a pressure right
2: after that. I didn't think he was he,
1: terrible. Yeah, he I, I just thought he missed too many tackles yeah. on James Robinson.
2: But everyone does. I, I think like he's yeah. still kind of a bright spot for that Dolphins Marvin Jones shit beat him show. Too, yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. Um, not ready to play I the Mike Lots of dolphins here. Uh who you got. Uh okay. This is a person that I just think we had to bring up this week. Uh Caleb Farley, who obviously tore his ACL in the second quarter, which fucking sucks. Uh but this was his first start, and the Bills went right after him immediately. Uh, only only played 18 snaps uh five targets allowed five catches in all three for 62 yards missed a few tackles cooked right away and then yeah the awkward like it was weird how his knee went too yeah so like i'm not gonna say they rushed him back or anything like that because obviously he's coming back off injury this is just this is just a i don't know this is like the worst bad situation yeah the, the worst case scenario that you can even dream of where he didn't look good and then yeah, the ACL. Like that just really fucking sucks for Farley. Yeah, it does. Uh best day
1: 3 rookie. I put the Trey Brown and the Trey Norwood of the Oklahoma
2: here. I got uh, I got two running backs. Uh Khalil Herbert, already mentioned, uh got the show for the Bears and he almost had a hundred yards on nineteen carries, a touchdown, couple catches. Uh he just looks good, man. He's just a solid back. Like uh right off the bat, he had a really nice run first play of the game. Uh punched it in later. Uh just constant cutback. He's a cutback king, I think. Like they keep going outside zone. He's just yeah. stopping and cutting it back. He had one where he did that. Uh cut it back <laughs> like if he was at the right tackle, cut it back all the way around for a 15 yard gain. Uh he's just solid. He's just very, very solid. And now um like him changing a pace for, for David Montgomery, who's also been, like, you know, obviously before his injury's he been good and last year was good. That's gonna be a really, really dynamic duo for the for the for the for the Bears. Um staying in the Great Lakes region, uh kinda. Chris Evans, Captain America, baby. Uh, Not as, like, a flashy performance. Four carries, 18. But it was what he did in the the receiving game. Three catches, 49 yards, touchdown, where they lined him up wide. He just cooked. Jalen Reeves may have been off the line. was beautiful. Got to the end zone, caught it. Um, It was just so cool seeing him. And, obviously, he's, he's been doing it. But just, like, the route running skills that he flashed at the Senior Bowl. We didn't get to see it too much at Michigan. But, you know, watching Senior Bowl tape, practice tape, we saw it and it's translated directly into the NFL. Um who do did you, did you find any undrafted uh, rookie? My only un- I got one to this
1: one. My my only real impact or undrafted rookie played was horrible, so Who was it? Eamon. Haman. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Right. Okay. So mine wasn't great. Like but I think because we don't have too many, I got to talk about him. It's another uh, Detroit Lions undrafted rookie corner that I forgot existed. Uh, it's Jerry Jacobs from Arkansas, who like I think he opted out last year and declared early. That was an Arc State transfer. Uh, like I don't know if he's worth being called the best player, but he made a few plays. Um, one, one he came down on Mixon, uh, where they they just jumped it off to uh, to to Mixon. Laid a really nice hit, forced the fumble. Mixon recovered it, but still. Um, he gave up a decent amount of, 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 yardage. Uh, he was on Jamar Chase a lot. Kind of like, they, they just did a lot of, like, soft zone when he was giving up underneath stuff, which is, like, the, the scheme. I don't know what the fuck. Um, he did have one where Chase kind of beat him on deep, uh, caught it. But then, like, he, he, just a really great hustle play, a hustle play to, like, chase him down, like, chase him down fast. He only got, like, four yards after the catch or something. Saved the touchdown. Uh, just I don't know. It's kind of fun watching these Randall Lion DBs coming out of nowhere and and <laughs> have their, like A.G. Parker Jacobs like they keep having a couple of games and I don't know. It's kind of fun to watch six tackles and that that PBU and a PBU. You love the Lions. They play a lot of rookies. You got to appreciate it.
1: Um. See, that's the problem with the Texans is they don't. Yeah, they other suck. Than Davis Mills. Yeah. Uh, I actually more on Nico Collins in a second. Uh, rookie who flashed. Um, Kadarius Tony has to be mentioned because mm. he played six snaps before his ankle gave out and had three targets for third three receptions for 36 yards. Like the Rams couldn't it's cover real. him on his six snaps. He was like, I was, I had this game and I I was like, I, I took it just because I wanted to watch him and instantly he was electric and then he got hurt and the whole game sucked. Um, So I had to mention him and I have to mention Christian Barmore who once again looked really good. Like he was, penetrating uh, and pushing the pocket as a pass rusher. Uh, he had a big um, – he had a pressure where he, where he
2: hit Dak, and he had a big TFL where he shot a gap. Uh, he, he looks really good. Um, Speaking of looking good, I, I'll, I'll give you three guys. Uh, first, I got to mention uh, Jeremiah wussu who looked really good again, got hurt, which really sucks. Eight tackles before that happened. Had a really just – really skillful PBU where, like, he, it was just him one-on-one with Kyler. Uh, leaped midair, uh, Kyler threw it, and like just had to adjust, and just adjusted really beautifully, and batted the ball down. Uh, the injury really sucks. He's been playing so well. He looked like he's going to be a star for the Browns defense. Um, so that that really sucks. True uh, Robert got his first career touchdown. He looks really solid. Like just looks like a really solid dude. Sixty-one yards touchdown. Um, he found a really good home there in Carolina, and especially because, unfortunately, CMC is, is banged up a lot, and he looks like he can come in and uh, carry the rock for them a lot and a pinch. And uh, lastly, I'm going to mention Derek Barnes, being of the Lions, who played 32 snaps, which is his uh, high so far. Uh, nine tackles and a PBU, and they, I think they just got to get him on the field more often because he looked just really solid to me, and the PBU was really nice. It was in the red zone. Yuzama uh, ran a seam. Barnes had his back to the quarterback. Burrow kind of just put it high over top Barnes, and Barnes just read Uzama's hands and made like a really tough, like gritty, fighting him to the ground with PBU, and that was really an impressive play. And he, he felt like when he was in there, he was always around the ball and the run. Like I said, 32 snaps and he made 10 plays on the ball. Basically, uh, I think that's that's pretty impressive. They just gotta work him in more.
1: My out of nowhere rook is Nico Collins because week one he didn't look very good against Jacksonville, playing a lot of snaps. Week two he got hurt and then we didn't see him for th- uh, for three weeks. Mm. And he came back uh, in, in week six against the Colts. And despite the Texans sucking, um, he ended up playing 57% of the snaps, had four catches, 44 yards on six targets. Three of them went for first downs. He was just doing a really good job being kind of a power forward over the middle for Davis Mills, which was a nice compliment to Brandon Cooks on the outside. Like it, it was just a, a lot of him posting up and attacking the football. And.
2: A lot of combat contested catches from him. I like he, that. He, him and Cooks are a fun kind of pairing. Uh, I'm going to flip the other side of the ball to, with another guy that helped his stock at the Senior Bowl, uh, ironically. Keith Taylor for the Carolina Panthers, the Washington uh, corner, who um, was just sticky in physical and coverage all day against a real good group of Minnesota Vikings wide receivers. Uh, Ten tackles, <laughs> three PBUs, and forced a fumble. and. Uh, two of his PBUs were just on short throws that he was just right on top of. Uh, one with Osborne, one with with uh, Thielen. Uh, really physical, but not flag-worthy. Played the ball really well and just, like, got through the receiver, batted it down on, on a couple comeback routes. Uh, broke up a deeper one where, where Justin Jefferson kind of ran a little wheel and just was in a really good spot. Kind of had, had to dive a little bit. Uh, played the run really well, hence the 10 tackles. It wasn't him giving up a bunch of <laughs> underneath stuff. Like, he gave up a little bit, but... um. It wasn't bad at all. I thought he was pretty impressive. He was in coverage. I don't know if you saw, but the Adam Thielen, really nice diving touchdown. But, like, I don't know if he could have been in any better coverage. Thielen just made a really good play, and Kirk put it on him. So I think that's really promising. And he kind of, like, fits that, that Carolina Panthers, like, new school, like, defensive attitude. And obviously the the corner's out. Stephon is coming back. Obviously JC Horn is out. But him stepping up uh, with the injuries and, and playing pretty good football, I think that's impressive to see.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, for start the rook, uh, a, a, different DB who just isn't getting to play very much. Um, Andre Sisko, the Jags took him day two. He played two defensive snaps against the Dolphins. You mentioned earlier how the tight ends for the Dolphins were running wide open. Uh, Giseki, uh, Durham Smythe,
0: <laughs> by the way, Hunter
1: Long just has no role. Yeah. Um, but Dumb pick. Uh, on multiple play like. They're starting Andrew Wingard and Rayshon Jenkins as their safeties, who are both similar physical striking safeties. Wingard should probably only be playing special teams. I was just thinking, put a safety back there in Cisco who has great eyes in zone, has great um, range and ball skills. There was just a couple plays where I just kept thinking, if Cisco was in there, he might have been able to close the gap make a play on that ball that Gusecki's easily just going up and getting. And... um, I don't know. I'm just kind of shocked. He's playing very little. Uh, yeah. When they took
2: him day two. Don't pretend like you don't love Andrew Winkard though. Like we we all know. I do. We got the receipts. I do. But I don't want him getting burnt in coverage. I don't <laughs> want people to dislike. <laughs> he, him. He plays so much. He, he's he's the new Daniel Sorensen, I think, especially with Sorensen getting benched now. Um, might <laughs> start the rook, a, a guy who we haven't seen a lot either. Um, Amari Rogers for the Packers on the season, he's played a total of 35 snaps. 15 of those to come in week one. Uh, total, two catches for 33 yards. Uh, he's got some kick return duties, but only like eight eight opportunities there. He had a catch for 14 yards this week. Uh, they took him 85th, another top 100, day two guy. And he just hasn't gotten onto the field. And outside of Devontae Adams, it's not like the wide receivers ahead of him in the depth chart are world beaters. But any means, let's get Amari Rodgers involved. And the Packers' offense has been up and down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's see what he can do. Um, I do... Completely blame Randall Cobb, but let's let's mix Amari Rogers in there. Let's see what he can do.
1: Yeah, I, I would like to see some sort of manufactured touch role for him
2: yeah. at some point. I don't know; they got nothing um, really going on in that that type of game, anyways. Like it's a lot of like you know, like MVS and Lazard. It's a lot of like you know, just jump ball kind of deeper stuff to them. They don't really have a lot of that going on. And like I think Matt Lafleur is a bad coach. I, I, I really do think he's a bad coach. The more I watch from him. But I, I I gotta gotta get him. A Rogers has evolved a little bit, just a little bit. All right, we gotta get out of here.
1: We have a game of the year break. in the fun belt. Coastal App State tied fourteen, second quarter. AJ, let's go have some fun. Uh, in the belt.
2: Go chance,
0: baby. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're gonna pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on Auto Trader.